This week, we're celebrating Christmas in July, but before that, uh, we're, we're discussing the experience of being at the grand opening of Diagon Alley, as well as Breadbox Grand Opening, Hot Dog Hall of Fame. From the Bob Varley Studio, this is the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition, Episode 13. This Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, we are back once again to talk about all things Universal Orlando. I am Craig Williams. And I'm Sean Thompson. And uh, this week, as we said, we're celebrating uh, Christmas in July. The most wonderful time of year to be celebrating the most wonderful time of the year. You're exactly right about that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it's a little early, but the whole idea about that is actually the fact that most people start planning their vacations starting in July, August, whenever they're they're going to be coming exactly, in December. Yeah. So uh, it takes a long time to plan these things. You can't just, you know, decide, oh, it's November. Let's go to uh, Orlando for Christmas. Yeah. And there's yeah. so much going on between uh, Disney World, um, SeaWorld and universal yes that uh we want to give you all the information we can about what's actually happening at universal for those who haven't been there before if you've been there you know it it hasn't really changed um sorry about that but um (laughs) depending on how you listen and watch i mean we're hilarious listen and watch things might have changed a couple things actually did um but uh I think the whole point of this really is to figure out uh, if Universal Orlando is actually worth checking out during the holidays, just because Disney World does offer so many things. Disney has such a big reputation for uh, really, you know, I was going to use a sports reference and I lost it. Hitting it out of the park for Christmas. Does that work? Uh, I guess that does work. I mean, they do so much at Christmas time. You could go and probably not even hit the parks uh, for Christmas at Disney World. But I think that Universal pretty much holds its own, so... I, I agree, yeah. um, but obviously there's a lot to talk about there, and we'll get to that later. Um, but before we do that, uh, I think it's uh, time to talk about what's actually trending now at Universal Orlando. I agree. And uh, first on the list is the obvious one, Diagon Alley. Grand opening happened last week. I don't think we've officially. talked at all about Diagon Alley, have we? No, we haven't ever no. done a or single or Harry show Potter. Yeah. No, uh, and it's about time we do, because... If if we haven't really faced the facts yet, yeah. Diagon Alley is here to stay, and Harry Potter is here to stay in Universal Orlando. It is. But They're not kicking him out. I, yeah. I thought they would have, but well, they decided not to. But in all seriousness, uh, after years of construction, anticipation, Diagon Alley is now officially open um, as of July 8th. And uh, we talked about two weeks ago that previews started happening for those who booked the vacation package. Yes, they did. Um, as well as soft openings at the Hogwarts Express happened. Uh, one thing I do have to correct on my part is that okay. I predicted that uh, no guests would get into Diagon Alley until the grand opening <laughs> just because of stuff like the dragon not being completely reliable. You, you did um, say that. I didn't say that whole part, but well, uh, Gringotts not being open. I. The point is, I said no one was getting in, and then like two days after we filmed that show, they did soft openings. They did soft yeah. openings, and everyone got in. So I, I want. I think go we out. all pretty much know that you're an idiot and don't know what you're talking uh, about. Wanna, so we're good. Uh, but I wanted to go out on the record hey. and admit that I am not as smart as I pretend to be. Yeah, that's and, really good. 
Um, yeah. So a lot of people did actually get to step inside and see it. They did. I um, know. I, w- I went during the soft opening. Yeah, I yeah. got to see it once during then. However, I was actually there for the grand opening event. You were. That Very started, early in the morning. Well, it started at 5 a.m. on July 8th. Yeah. Um, that's whenever the parking structure opened for guests that were traveling from there. However, okay. I also took advantage of the fact that the security checkpoints to, mm-hmm. from the hotels were actually open as well, too. So uh, there's that nice, convenient one that connects guests from uh, the Hard Rock Hotel in Portofino that ends up being right beside uh, right beside the uh, Universal Arch and right beside the entrance there. Okay, yeah. So I showed up there at 5 a.m., and I only had to walk about 20 feet to actually get there. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, I took the chance of walking down Vineland and Kirkman Road hey. in the middle of the night uh, to do that. Which normally could result in getting stabbed, shot, this or that. Don't uh, worry. I mean, Universal's in a great area. Don't. I mean, you're p- making people nervous. No, you, Universal's in a great area. <laughs> Once you're on property, you're completely safe. However, anyone that says I mean, that... I mean, you're talking about 4 o'clock in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. So it's, anytime it's, you're walking around a city like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I kind of went in through that way. So I was right there. I was probably within the first 50 people that was actually there, um, which was really awesome to see that crowd yeah. just surging from behind and... Uh, you know, it, it didn't come on as strong as they actually wanted to. There was a there was a big rush right at five o'clock, uh-huh. and then it kind of slowed down. Um, but it was hard to really gauge that because at about five forty five, they actually let us in to make our way back. And then sure. at eight a.m., we were told there was going to be this grand opening ceremony there. So at five forty five, we got up to the turnstiles, got through the turnstiles. There was pushing and shoving. I mean, this it, it got violent. That. There was people crying because they were getting pushed around this much. Um, Not because they were inspired and overwhelmed with emotion, but because they were being because people physically were, assaulted. People were being crazy. And I heard that people lost shoes. Like a lot were, of people, yeah. a lot of people had a lot of things happen to them. Um, and like now that it's all over, I've got to go out on a record and saying these Potter Watch people oh. on Twitter, they were some yeah. of the most vicious people in the world. Okay. I mean, they waited out there 30 days for this thing to open. <laughs> yeah. And they really showed it once it did open up how dedicated they were by just okay. going insane on everyone else. But uh, so we got that back there at about uh, six o'clock ish and then waited two hours uh, for the actual grand opening ceremony. And, you know, uh, they, they let about fifteen hundred of us right in the area. Uh, the first the first group of about seven hundred were on the side of the night bus. Okay. Then there was a big red carpet. Some of the bigger media, like newspapers, TV stations, were in the middle. And then on the other side was uh, about another 700 guests. And then there was about 100 filling up the area where the sidewalks are in the uh, London yeah. courtyard area. So there was about 1,500 people of us right in that area. And then J.K. Rowling was there. And then J.K. Rowling was not there because uh, she is busy writing stuff for Pottermore.com right now. Yeah, Writing about stories. the uh, 2014 Quidditch World Cup. Did you read that? I did read that. Did you? I, I don't have a membership to that website. I, I probably need one. I mean, I, it took me a while to actually find the information once I okay. was on the website. I do have I, I have an account and everything. I'm like Axiom 14. I don't, uh, I don't know what that means. But okay. I, I got on there and I was able to read it. Yeah. But that doesn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> okay. uh, Bill Davis came out and uh, spoke on a stage real briefly mm-hmm. and you know kind of said the whole gist of it like now it's finally open and then there was a nice fireworks show at eight o'clock in the morning because 
everyone can appreciate fireworks in the daytime and they look best in the daytime i've always thought they do look best in the daytime however sorry no please go ahead uh so it opens up and then everyone just rushes in there going straight back to escape from gringotts okay everyone everyone wants to get on that ride yeah. yeah, and I mean, it was so awesome because it was very similar to the way that uh, Hogsmeade opened up in the first Wizarding World in that there was a giant red carpet spread out all along the 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 entire section and yeah. team members were on the side, like, shaking people's hands, giving high fives, confetti was blowing everywhere, but everyone just kind of ignored all this and ran straight up to Gringotts. <laughs> and They were giving away free ice cream and no one cared. I wish, but I I they weren't. But, it, I mean, the line literally got so out of hand right away. Yeah. It was wrapping around Carket Market, all the covered area. Just basically, if you step foot in the land, they assumed that you were in line for this ride sure. and a new line would, it would start behind you. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it was that insane. The line jumped up literally to a 300 minute wait within minutes of this being open and everyone just kind of ignored the fact there was a single riders line happening yeah so i put my stuff in a locker which took an extra five minutes and then i got in single riders line i was on the second cart that actually Mm -hmm. went out with guests in there yeah um but yeah this this was just insane i i don't think it was the grand opening that they were hoping for in terms of guests because a lot of people have seen the uh, the picture of uh, the opening day of the first was in a world of Harry Potter. I mean, this line just stretched forever. I'll be I'll be honest. I'm in that category. I yeah. saw the photo of the way it was when Hogsmeade opened, and in my head, I I just figured it was going to be this crazy mass of people all day long. Yeah, you see the lines through City Walk and in front of like the Hard Rock Cafe, even back past, even further, even to studios. And this was in Islands of Adventure at the time. And those lines spanning across the entire city walk. Yeah. That's, the, I mean, I, I said, no way am I going to this. Yeah. And yeah. It, it ended up not being like that at all. The yeah. line, by the time I left it around 10 o'clock, uh, I, I would say the line was maybe to about Transformers. Okay. Uh, which is very, very significant. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a long line. It, it wasn't, over ridiculous though i know people started moving into the the park freely around seven or eight o'clock but that's kind of been the trend all week around anywhere after five o'clock guests will start moving freely Mm -hmm. into diagon alley they don't need a return time ticket they don't need to wait six hours in the standby line uh escape from gringotts is still posing a ridiculous line every day there's nothing really anyone can do about that sure Um, that is what it is. It's just but the, it's the main attraction there. I, I think for a lot of people, yeah. it's not personally for me. Um, I, I don't like the type of ride or, or whatever, but yeah. I, I prefer the other things in Diagon Alley. But I think for the the, the average guest, people want to get on this ride. Yeah. yeah, and I mean it's it's an amazing ride. People deserve to ride it after waiting so long to see it. Yeah, I I just hope that all these people aren't disappointed because it's been getting up to uh, four hundred fifty minutes wait. I mean we're talking seven and a half hours in line just to ride this ride. Yeah. So, uh, it's glad I'm, I'm glad that it is officially open and I hope it's not letting everyone down. I know I, I am in love with everything inside there. I don't think I've seen very many people that say that it's not worth the the wait or the hype, maybe not worth the wait. I mean, uh, a five hour wait is a bit excessive for anything, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's disappointing any, anyone in terms of the hype. Well, good. Um, but if we, if we're going to talk about something that's actually (sighs) disappointing, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, shall we talk about that? We yeah. went to 
uh, one box. of the new. <laughs> we did go to Breadbox. <laughs> I was going to uh, introduce it a little better, but we went to one of the two new restaurants that have opened up at City Walk recently, um, and Breadbox is one of them. And so we've learned, we've heard about this for a while. Mm-hmm. We saw it at a few of the media events, um, and it was kind of touted as a gourmet sandwich shop. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but I love sandwiches. I know that about you, Everyone actually. Does. Everyone it, loves sandwiches. You and Joey Tribbiani. And Tribbiani. Yeah. Uh, I love sandwiches. So when I heard that these were going to be gourmet sandwiches, I had pretty high hopes. Mm-hmm. I was really excited. Um, and then we saw some of the concept art. And then even when it opened, uh, a lot of the photos looked fantastic. We saw a lot of the interior shots. And uh, it it just looked fantastic. So I was really excited to try this. And so then the other night, we actually got a chance to go over and try some of these sandwiches. And I'll be honest, it did not live up to my expectations. There is a fairly good menu. There are cold sandwiches and then there are a section of grilled cheeses, um, which should be fantastic. And we tried a pretty good selection of them. Uh, Oh no, we, we absolutely tried a lot. We got a lot of food here. I know I got two, three sandwiches, not, not to eat at one time. I mean, we took a bunch home, but I think I got three sandwiches. I think you tried three. We tried a salad. Oh, we tried, the no, sides we we absolutely took a a lot of food away from that and i mean we we made sure that we yeah. sampled everything so that way we had a good sample size if we're looking at uh terms of being a, a kind of a pull in that way but uh we had the the brisket and grilled cheese sandwich uh-huh. was which was one of the things people were most excited about uh we had a veggie sandwich. We had a fried chicken grilled cheese. We had egg salad. We had tuna salad. We had both soups, the chicken noodle, the tomato soup, uh, potato salad, the yeah. Nutella milkshake. And the fact of the matter is, I, I mean, without this being a full review, th- this was like a C minus restaurant C- to me. It was. And I think a big issue was the wait. We had to we had to wait for our food. Oh, yeah. Ten minutes plus for 10 minutes was on the good end. I mean, I waited 15 minutes for my complete order. And, and you're expecting this yeah. from Earl of Sandwich whenever you see a line of 50 people in yeah. front of you? You expect that. However, whenever you're in a restaurant where you show up and only four people are uh-huh. waiting in front of you, that is just completely unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, uh, just absolutely ridiculous in every way, shape, and form. And, uh, I mean, they tried to say, oh, yeah, we're, we're still getting the the gist of everything however this restaurant's already been open for three weeks now it's been a while so there was there was it was hard to understand why it took so long and especially whenever you're extremely starving at eight o'clock at night after a long day of doing work it just it kind of discouraged me from wanting to go back however i i can't say everything was bad there yeah, uh, the vegetable grilled cheese was the best thing on the menu that Incredible. we had, hands down. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, you had like six different kinds of vegetables going in, um, uh, tomatoes, and I think there was some mushrooms and some onions, and it was just a lot of stuff happening on that sandwich. It made yeah. for a really good flavor. However, things that should be a guaranteed, like the brisket one, I had the brisket grilled cheese, okay. which I was super excited. I mean, you hear brisket yeah. and grilled cheese together. You think it's going to be amazing. One thing that you commented on that I think is, is really accurate is that two guys that love like meaty sandwiches, like yeah. there's no reason that we shouldn't have loved the brisket one. There was a chicken one. I had the prosciutto, uh, BLT thing. These are sandwiches that should have been fantastic. We both ended up liking, the vegetarian one the best yeah which uh, seems odd but it, it, it's absolutely bizarre yeah. um but it, at the end of the day i don't think it's something that people shouldn't try however for those people 
who really expect like uh, Earl a sandwich. Yeah. Which I think is what Universal was trying to go after in that, that kind of upscale sandwich, as, as they say, gourmet, and that's how we kind of present it. Yeah. They're going for that kind of representation there and they did not hit the mark at all i'm hoping that it take it'll be a little more time but i hope that they get kind of the swing of things and they get the timing down and then maybe some of the quality yeah the the first part is definitely the timing uh we waited way too long for it the second is the quality absolutely because the tomato soup there was more like drinking prego okay I'm I'm talking yeah. about the spaghetti sauce. Oh, it was that like Prego. it was like drinking oh, okay. Prego spaghetti sauce, yeah. and then the chicken noodle soup had this like gelatin texture for some reason. I don't know how that happened, but yeah. it did. Um, it, just bizarre. But those weren't that good, and like that's that's what you expect from a sandwich shop. You expect good soups to go yeah. with good sandwiches, sure. And, especially when you're you're marketing grilled cheeses. Well, you think grilled cheese and soup together, especially and, tomato soup. And the sandwiches yeah. were pre-assembled. They were unwrapping them were. from saran wrap and then putting them on the grill to grill them. Which, yeah. and the salads were pre-packaged. I mean, they were cutting lettuce in the back and then putting it in there. However, yeah. if it sits in a fridge for eight hours, that's not a fresh well, it's, salad. No, go downstairs to a red oven. And get a fresh salad that's made in front of you. Hands down, better meal. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually we are going to do a full, full, full review of Breadbox and sure. give it our harshest, harshest treatment, as we always do. Because we're jerks. But uh, for now, that's it's open. It's, it's open. a new option. However, Switching a better gears. option. Yes. Let's switch gears a bit. Hot Dog Hall of Fame. Exactly. The best new restaurant, I think. But I might be biased in that. Oh, in the fact that I just I love eating stuff that's completely unhealthy for me. <laughs> oh, well, please, because I don't. No, I, I love hot dogs. Yeah. Um, I haven't been able to visit the location that since it's been open, but we did get to try a big selection of the hot dogs for one of our of our events, and so I do have a pretty good idea of the yeah. menu. Um, just really good quality hot dogs that I think are fairly reasonable in price. Um, and another unique thing that they do is they uh, feature different ballparks and style of hot dogs from around the country. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about it a little bit on the actual Diagon Alley show um, that they have nine different hot dogs uh-huh. from all around the country. And the, the way I kind of understood it is that they're going to actually switch them out too. Okay. And kind of bring in new ones after it gets old for a while. Yeah. But just in general, the ones they have right now are New York, Kansas City, Boston, Arizona, Colorado, Chicago, uh, Detroit, Los Angeles, and then Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And I, I mean, at the base of it, each one is either a sausage or a hot dog. And then a lot of them have onions. A lot of them have mustard. Um, yeah. But just fantastic. And the whole the whole seating area isn't that big in general, but they have a nice big screen that they're showing sports on. They were showing the World Cup in there. Okay. Uh, they were showing um, the Home Run Derby last night on Monday. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of cool. I'm sure tonight they're showing the All-Star Game, assuming everything happens with that. But it, it really is a nice place to relax. And the number one thing I noticed, not a lot of people were actually – getting food from here they really? were kind of going past and checking it out looking at it kind of getting an idea but they weren't 
really staying there. One thing I do want to point out is that it's it's nice in the fact that it's just a walk up. Yeah. So it's fairly easy to just get up there. Uh, you wait in a small queue, and then there's windows that you order from, and you're still outside. It's to describe the location. It's in between the Universal Studio Store mm-hmm. and Anahitos, I would say. Yep. Kind of in that general vicinity. That's a good way of saying to it. the side of Emeralds. Yeah. To the left hand side. And, yeah. Uh, uh, it's definitely in a place that's very accessible. Uh, yeah. The downfall on it is that a lot of people think hot dogs aren't healthy. Think or no? Um, okay. Both. All right. uh, granted, they're not. But I, in the at the end of the day, if some of these hot dogs scare you off, the ones from the nine ballparks, you can eat, you can just get a plain hot dog. They do have put, very basic. They have a smaller basic menu, yeah. and, and they'll work with you. If you don't want something on it, then they'll work around it. They'll find sure. something that actually makes you happy with it. Yeah. Uh, they also have fresh cut uh, skinny fries there, and they okay. have uh, potato chips that you can get with it. Your standard Cracker Jack ballpark fare. Um, despite the fact that it really isn't the healthiest thing to get, it is one of my favorite additions yeah. to City Walk. So I also want to point out the cool seating, which are like the baseball. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, stadium yeah. seating from different ballparks around the country. So you might know a little bit more. I know they had one from Cincinnati. Oh yeah, they had Cincinnati. Yeah. They had some Boston ones, some New York ones. I mean, basically the big ballparks. Yeah, they kind of tried to represent it there with one the, of the actual stadium seats. They're the vintage folding stadium seats, yeah. and they're all in a nice row, kind of you know stadium seating. They're on yeah. tiers. However, I sat there. I okay. sat in the Cincinnati Reds one sure. because that's my team, and I tried to watch the uh, the home run derby uh, competition. Like I said, and. I couldn't really see the screen from those seats, which was kind of upsetting okay. because they are covered. Yeah. So whenever you're looking straight up, uh, it kind of blocked the it actual blocks screen. The TV. But, yeah. you know, it's still like really fun, sure. uh, especially if you're that sports fan who feels like they, they live in Orlando or they're coming from there and they want that connection with it. Like mm-hmm. for me, I haven't been to Cincinnati Stadium in how long now. So the okay. fact that I could sit in a Cincinnati seat while I had my Milwaukee sausage which doesn't really add up there okay but the fact that i could have that and i'm sitting there and yeah it, it just it felt no it's a good awesome. experience yeah and it's i i would assume fairly quick uh extremely quick and, and you can see in the window everything that they're doing oh good so they're not like oh yeah no no that, that kitchen is completely yeah. wide open if they drop something on the floor if something happens something someone sneezes on it you are seeing it happen right <laughs> there you'll see it happen and then yeah. you'll eat it anyway no okay. indoor seating but you can see the kitchen, yeah. so I'll take that sacrifice. There you go. Okay. Um, but I, I think that's actually going to do it in terms of the food. Yes. Uh, let's move so on. I want to shift gears onto something that we talked about last week, and that is a new water park. Okay. So last week we kind of talked about the new hotel rumor two weeks ago. Because there's, there's a, a piece of land that Universal is activi- actively developing. Exactly. Or- that they have and that they're starting to do some work on. And there's kind of like a hubbub about what's happening. Mm-hmm. We talked about Royal Pacific potentially yep. expanding. Yep. Um, we also talked about kind of like the, uh, the um, convention aspect of Royal Pacific, maybe Absolutely. expanding into like a more business kind of thing. Um, but some new developments came out this week Yeah, that we think probably are involved. Well, and uh, we, we did mention last week that there were some rumors about uh, a water park yeah. going in that area. And I kind of nixed that because of the fact that Universal owns Wet n Wild. It might not be as amazing as it was back in the day before Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. But yeah. um, a lot of things actually happened in terms of pushing more uh, truth to the fact that there might be a new water park. So we're talking back in 2011, uh, in March 
specifically March 9, 2011, Universal actually applied for a trademark on the name Wondersea Island. Uh, and the goods and services portion of it said for entertainment services in the nature of water parks. In the nature so, of water parks. So okay. we're looking at a water park named yeah. Wondersea Island back in 2011. They applied for the name. That doesn't mean anything's going to happen from it. But they at least own the name if they were to do something. Exactly. Yeah. So on June 26, 2014, um, they also filed for Volcano Bay. And for the goods and services on that, amusement park and water park rides, uh, colon, amusement park and water park services colon entertainment in the nature of a water park ride (laughs) okay so essentially what that boils down to is if universal were to do something they have the the possibility because they own the rights to have something like a water park called wonder sea island which would be the name for the water park which is going to now feature a land or a water park ride called volcano bay volcano bay and the fact that you know Three years ago, they trademarked the name Wondersea Island. Yeah. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's whatever. But now, three years later, they have Volcano Bay that is saying it's going to be in the nature of a water park ride. Yeah. It seems inevitable. It all kind of adds up. Yeah. And, I mean, Volcano Bay fits into Wondersea Island. Volcano Bay might end up going in Wet n Wild, but... It, to me, that doesn't fit. This fits into something that would happen in a Wondersea Island. A Wondersea. I mean, island, yeah. volcano. I, it fits right into each other. It does. And I, we've talked about this before, but I think that Wet n Wild kind of has... Uh, it, it's not to the same level of water park as Disney's Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. In, in Pittsburgh, we had Sandcastle. And that's what sure. I, that felt like. Uh, just a water park built in a city. Yes, exactly. And I feel like that's what Wet n Wild is. It's right on the road. There are some great water slides. Sure, I think you can have a a great time at Wet n Wild, but it's not to that themed quality. And it almost sounds like these types of things, Wondersea and Volcano Bay, would add something for Universal to that level. I know SeaWorld just did it a couple years ago with Aquatica, where they really up their game with the water park. So I I have a feeling it's inevitable. And I feel like this could look so perfectly next to Royal Pacific. Oh, yeah. Having Volcano. Oh, oh my gosh. There's so many things that could be done with it. I completely agree. Uh, I mean, at this point, it's only waiting for Universal to make an announcement, see yeah. what else happens. But I, it, right now, it is considered a rumor. But I think Wondersea Island is basically a fact. It, it's coming. Yeah, just depends on when. Um, okay. But for actual solid truth, getting off of that, going on to Halloween Horror Nights, the the second most wonderful time of the year in terms of <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, in terms of Universal Orlando, mm-hmm. we have our. Our second house officially announced for yeah. for Halloween Horror Nights, and that's from Dusk Till Dawn. Which I have no idea what the hell it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a show. It is. It's a show on El Rey Network, which is... I didn't even know that was a network. It's a network um, that if you live in Central Florida or anywhere that has Bright House, it's on like 940. It's on channels. You have to search to find it. It's not on HD yet. Um, but it's a network that is... Primarily for Spanish audiences. Um, okay. It, it's made by Robert Rodriguez. He's yes. the director of From Dusk Till Dawn, as well as uh, the El Mariachi trilogy with El Mariachi, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, uh, Desperado. I he, don't know any of these things. He was the co-director of Sin City. He okay. did okay, um, yeah. Spy Kids. Oh, that's, that's what, what, that what I know. Movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, he. I, uh, no, obviously, I've heard of these things. I, I haven't <laughs> seen any of them. <laughs> he he has an eclectic 
there's a certain library catalog okay, yeah. of films that he's done um, from Dusk Till Dawn. It was it was kind of a cult movie. It starred George Clooney and uh, oh. and Quentin Tarantino. What, when was this? Out of the camera, ninety four. Oh, so I want to say okay. Very 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 early on. Well, um, okay. It both of theirs. Well, it was kind of in the middle of George Clooney's career. If you want to say he got started in the eighties, so well, it would have been early now. But re- regardless, um, st- his star- starring role on Golden Girls episode, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, so it, it was originally a movie, uh, and I- I'll read instead yeah, of talking about the movie, I'll talk about it. This all new maze, inspired by the critically acclaimed television series, will thrust guests into the deviant world of From Dust Till Dawn, where they will encounter sordid mythological creatures known as. Culabras. 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 Yeah. Serpent-like vampires who have tormented the earth for centuries. Thank you. Residing within the elusive and sinister nightclub, The Twister, which I believe has been censored. Yeah. I don't think that's the actual name of the place. We won't get there, though. Located just over the Mexican border and above cursed ancient ruins, the Culabras proved to be a band of immoral and depraved beasts with deadly with a deadly agenda. So, yeah. I mean... I haven't watched the TV show yet. Uh, they just finished up their first season. I can't find it on demand or anything to okay. watch it. To really, uh, I'll, track I'll try it down to find before. it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But in, I'm basing it off in terms of the movie. So George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino show up at this divey bar late at night, and then all these vampire type creatures. <laughs> start to go we've got one on the screen but they're like snake ladies with like scale skin and yeah they're they're absolutely crazy it's a really campy cult movie uh yeah i i love it it's available on netflix or it was at one point in time so the movie is readily accessible whereas the uh the show really isn't so much but i mean it's a it's a very interesting twist on the fact that they're kind of putting this in the same group as what la Yorona was in last year oh okay you know this is kind of gonna take over the mythological section so even though it is based on a television series it's going to serve that purpose and if it's anything like la llorona which was one of our favorite that houses, was hands down my favorite i, I yeah. think that it's going to be an amazing house and at the end of the day anything's better than more walking dead i agree with that because yeah. i haven't seen walking dead but i will catch up before uh halloween horror nights comes around yeah. so i think it's interesting that this will be both at universal orlando and Universal and Hollywood, Hollywood, which yeah. right now the two houses that have been announced uh, from Dust Till Dawn Man. and Walking Dead are both going to be in both, both locations. Places. Yeah, so it's time to start announcing some houses that are only going to be in one and not the other. Um, I think the next thing that is going to happen, though, uh, is that the Purge is going to be announced? I've heard that um, they've done rumors for that. They've it, done like teasing, like exactly. The, peaks. the sequel is coming out this Friday, so the day that this show is actually yeah. going to be released on YouTube and on iTunes. Um, and the first movie was successful, and it's it's got a great premise. One night a year, everyone is free to kill whoever they want. I haven't seen that. Do yet. a giant Have you purge. Seen it? I, I didn't watch it. I okay. It it doesn't. <laughs> I I don't like slasher films. As weird as it sounds, I yeah. love Halloween and I love horror movies. But but I'm less of a gore kind of. I'm thing. more like a trick or treat. That kind of okay. there is some slashing, but at the same time, there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of a mythical sense and a little bit of fun to it. I know that this will never happen, but I'm still holding out for a True Detective Carcosa, and that could happen. House, I would go crazy for that. <laughs> I I hope it does happen. But I think it's pretty rare. I think it would be very hard to get the IP from HBO, and I think that whole process would probably be pretty tough, but yeah. I would just go crazy. Oh, my God. 
No, and uh, so I'm expecting more information yeah. to start coming out in the next few weeks. But uh, yeah, and that's announced. So we have two things to look forward to only for two. Halloween Horror okay. Nights. Yeah. Uh, nothing else. But I I think that is basically going to do it for everything. Yeah. Trending now at Universal Orlando. So uh, before we discuss anything else, I think it's time to actually reveal the the location of the blurred image. Should we? Yes. Yeah, so we did last week. Just to review a little bit in case you didn't watch last week or, or two weeks ago, our last episode, we had a kind of game prize, whatever, yeah. that we put out an image that was blurred. Uh, and then through Facebook, Twitter, whatever you guys did, um, we took in responses for what you guys thought was the subject of this photo. And we told you it was someplace at Universal. Um, and we got a lot of responses. I was really surprised. A lot of people are using the, the Diz Universal hashtag that we put out. Which is exactly what we wanted you to do. Yeah. So, it's been very nice. Thank you so much. Um, and there were two very common responses to what this photo was. Yeah. One was wrong. One was right. Um, I'll say the wrong one first. A lot of people thought it was Ripsaw Falls. It was not Ripsaw Falls. It but was thank not. you for guessing. Yeah. It was, it was a fairly good guess. But should we reveal what the real answer is? Um, or yes. we could wait until the end of the show. <laughs> All right. Well, oh. I think we no, should talk I, about it gonna, now. We're going to talk about it now. It's Poseidon's Fury. Is it? At Islands of Adventure. Well, hold on, though. I want to look at this one more time. That does not look like Poseidon's Fury. Yeah, it absolutely does. It does? Yeah. Okay. Well, Let, well shall we, we show it? Yeah. So, it was Poseidon's Fury. So, everyone who said Poseidon's Fury and <laughs> okay. used the hashtag DizUniversal uh, tweeted it or posted it on Facebook or on our YouTube channel. Yes. Everyone who did that was entered into the drawing and the winner of that was going to receive a $50 American Express gift card because American Express is the official card of Universal Orlando. Did as well as everyone was receiving that or just... No, not everyone was receiving okay. that. Everyone was entered into a contest <laughs> exactly. to, to be, have, have the, the chance, chance. To receive a yeah. $50 American Express we gift card. We appreciate your comments, but not that much. Yeah. Uh, so everyone had the chance to win this. And we ultimately had to randomly pick one winner, which was tough because we love all of you, each and every one of you. Oh, yes. And uh, fortunately for Michael Flynn, he is the winner of a $50 American Express gift card that can be used at Universal Orlando. Uh, and unfortunately for everyone else, you didn't win. No, but thank you for trying. But yeah, thank you for trying. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, you gotta love Michael Flynn. I mean, he's the Lord of the dance. Or isn't is that, he? I, uh, flatly Flynn. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same difference. Yeah. So, uh, thank you very much for responding correctly, Michael Flynn. And, uh, we'll be reaching out to you to get your $50 yes. American express gift card to you. And, uh, that's a good time to uh, mention that we have a new fun game that is going to actually happen for this show and for next week. It's not so much a game as it is us being absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous. as always. Yes. Um, but Sean's going to explain it here. And uh, Should I explain? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to put another photo on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, and Twitter, which we'll, we'll do that. Um, but what we want to hear from you guys is what you think is either happening in the photo, what you think of the photo, or you can even caption the photo if you want. If you think that some, someone said something funny in the photo, let us know what you think. Yeah. Just, yeah, just try to make us laugh. At the end of the day, all you have to do is hashtag it with... Diz Universal. Universal. Yes. And uh, for everyone out there watching right now, this is the picture. Yeah. 
So to just briefly describe, even though you will see it on Facebook and Twitter, to the audio listeners, basically, it's a picture of Robbie Coltrane, Donald Gleason, and Warwick Davis during the Diagon Alley media preview, saying something ridiculous. Warwick Davis looks a little angry, and Donald Gleason is cracking up. So it's a pretty good photo. So have fun with that, and yeah. let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know what they said, what you think they were saying, what was happening. What? Just general comments Hashtag about life. Diz Universal on it, and you will have the chance to win a $50 American Express gift card. That will be going up in the show notes as well as Facebook.com slash Diz Unplugged. And for those who are confused on how to actually get to us on Twitter, you don't actually have to even tweet it at myself which i oh, am, hey. uh teleclaster and then sean is sean thompson yes. on twitter you don't have to do it to us you don't have to but you can if you want yeah, to you, i mean hey you do can do that you at us you can do it at diz unplugged uh you can do it at the diz as long as you have the hashtag diz universal on there we will find it so um that is that is the goal this week come yes. up with a fun caption for that but uh with, with that i believe it's time for our spotlight on the universe oh, wow so fancy i know i I'm that's really still, good writing i'm still in love with that cheesy kind i know of you are title for that but, i'm glad uh, someone is it works yeah. um and this week as we've talked about already we are celebrating christmas in july it is just like hallmark channel i know and that's been starting to get to me because every night there is another every night, christmas but it's over now it was just a week don't worry well thank goodness yeah. because i'm about over that i mean it's but, a lot to handle so as we said before Everyone is starting to get into the mood to plan their their holiday vacations to Orlando around this time. I mean, some people are going to wait later. Some people already planned it. A lot of people but, already have, yeah. However, for those that plan six months in ahead, this is your time. It is your time. And this we're going to help time. you out with yeah. Universal as much as we can. Um, I, I, I think the first thing to kind of say about this is that the holidays at Universal don't quite start as early as they do at Disney. No. Disney, I mean, the Mickey's uh, Very Merry Christmas Party, that starts the second week of October, basically. No, it, it starts it, the first week of November. Basically, which what happens very- <laughs> is once Halloween's out the door, Disney puts up yeah. the Christmas stuff, which, you know, benefits a lot of people. I think a lot of people complain about that yeah. um, and the fact that it gets pushed earlier and earlier. But I understand why people would kind of want to expand that and be able to experience it when they normally couldn't. But I'm but, still waiting for Mickey's Very Merry Thanksgiving Party. They practically have that. Where they just give away turkeys. Well, Oh, turkeys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is Christmas themed, but you want yeah. it to be turkey themed? I do. All right. Well. But uh, So yeah, Disney does it at that time. Uh, yeah. Then in Epcot, it really starts right as soon as Thanksgiving's over. So on uh, Black Friday, then you start up with the uh, Candlelight Processional and their holiday fireworks. Yeah. At Universal, it's a little different. They actually start in December, which... Um, that that seems a little late for people that really enjoy celebrating the holidays. Christmas in December? Jeez. Christmas in December. Who does that? I started yeah. listening to my Christmas music in September. I've already started. So uh, last year, they started on the 7th. Yeah. So we can't officially say when they're going to start this year. They haven't released those dates yet. But last year, they did start on the 7th. And sure. uh, so we kind of want to run through everything that actually happens there. So everyone's on the same page. Yeah, we all got to be on the same page about Christmas. Well, that way you can plan accordingly to what's happening. Yeah. So I think the best place to start is Universal Studios Florida. Let's start there. Just because they offer the best transition from Thanksgiving into Christmas. And by that, I mean the Macy's Holiday Parade. You do. And this is 
exciting for me because I love the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. We've watched it every single year growing up, and I still watch it. Um, and so the fact that they bring in some of the original floats yeah. to Universal Studios, and they parade them down the park, well, and I get to go see them is very exciting because I've never been to New York City on Thanksgiving to see and, them. And by some of the original floats, we also want to stress that these aren't the greatest floats at the same time too i mean we're, we're not talking about snoopy is showing up there and uh and garfield's not coming i mean they do have they have some floats that are kind of they're not technically floats anymore but they're on the side and they're just blow up balloons yeah. and that'll have some of the more favorite ones there but this is it's almost like the the A minus B plus cast you know, of balloons uh, that are okay. coming out there. Maybe I don't think I would be so critical as to say that. But okay, you've got the you know the very quintessential ones. You've got the Macy stars. Yeah, the red stars. You have the Pilgrim people, right? Those are there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got Santa Claus at the end, which is fantastic. Yeah, and it, and his goose sleigh, whatever. It's there's a goose involved He's holding a bell. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's a quaint little parade that I think incorporates what we've all you know grown accustomed to seeing on TV into a theme park experience, and I think that's what makes it cool for me. Oh, and I I agree that yeah. it it is something that people see on TV, and they uh, they they definitely do get to get a good representation of it in the park. And it, it's kind of awesome that uh, the, the rockets come out and there are they, the rockets. How can I forget about the rockets? Yeah. They, they do some can canning and they walk around, yeah. but it's, it, they it's just a, walk. They just saunter down the parade route. But at the same time, I don't want people to think that this is like the end all be all of parades. First off, this is not the Macy's day parade that you see on TV. There's no way it could be. This, Al Roker's busy. <laughs> this isn't the Disney Christmas parade you see on Christmas morning. Yeah. This isn't even the Disney parade you see if you go to one of the ho- or You're one right. of the Christmas right. parties. It's not to that level. This is great for Universal. Um I I enjoy watching it. However, my main problem with the the holiday parade is this obnoxious song that they kind of play throughout it and uh it's it's probably not as bad as i think it is it's not as bad as you think um, it is cuz i've only seen the parade a couple times and it didn't affect me but i understand as someone who has had to sit through it for a while that it probably got on your nerves but it's just so i'm playing it right now as we're talking about it just so people kind of get the idea yeah but it, it's this weird mix where, like, they, they do have, as you can hear in the background, they have actual marching bands they do have from marching schools. Bands. Yeah. They come in from all around the country, and they kind of do it. But at the same time, they have this, it's a holiday song going on as well, too. And What's wrong with saying it's a holiday? I There's nothing wrong with saying it, but it's just this big, bold song, and there's so many parts of it working together, and... I, I wish I could love it more, but I think a lot of that has to do with the song that plays in the background the entire yeah. time. I wouldn't so. let that bo- ruin it for you. Well, I, I mean, would- I understand. It could have been a lot more Christmassy. Yeah. They could do a lot more Christmas music. It's kind of a just a basic, festive marching band song. Yeah. It's not so specific to Christmas, which is a little weird. But, I mean, it's Macy's. I don't know. No. So, uh, but... Do we have any pictures or anything that we can actually show of the floats? Oh, shall we? I mean, just okay. just something. Because I, I feel like yeah. at the same time, too, people get the idea that the Macy's parade is all these huge flying high floats. But uh, And 
and they're definitely not small by any means, but they're not the big ones that you're always going to see yeah. uh, on the parade. <laughs> there are there are definitely some big ones, and like last year, the the hippo was from the 20s, and all of a sudden it made a debut on the actual Macy's Day Parade, and then they came right down to Orlando to give all of us the first look at it, and that that was pretty neat. Yeah. Oh, that's... I don't know what else to say about that. No, there's a lot, but uh, just in terms of details, the parade basically starts at uh, 5 o'clock every single night except for um, the week of actual Christmas, usually from the 26th sure. to the 31st, and uh, on that time period it starts closer to eight but um so that also has a lot to do with the fact that if you're standing in new york street kind of right outside the macy's building which <laughs> what what a surprise they're going to do something special right outside in the herald macy's square building. yeah yeah that's what it's called that well that's what it is in new york city okay have but, you ever watched the macy's thanksgiving day parade absolutely the parade starts when it gets to herald square right in front of macy's if you say so i do say so okay so what happens outside of there uh i don't know they do a show yeah yeah okay that's well, like that's like in the pre-parade when all the like those the broadway musicals do a show beforehand yeah. and it's kind of boring but you okay. sit through it anyway well in this one uh this is yeah. where santa claus parks out at and they have some of the the characters standing around and the rockets are there and that's also conveniently right in front of the christmas tree that they have in new yeah. york that's that's sky high i mean it's this, gigantic it, but it's a beautiful fake tree it, but it is. It is. I mean, the keyword there is beautiful, and, not and then fake. the second keyword <laughs> there fake. is fake. Uh, but it, it's a great tree, and Santa stops there, and he says, "Oh, <laughs> okay. So we're gonna light here. We're gonna light this sucker up on three, two, one. That's that's paraphrasing it. But then, yeah, you took the you took a couple liberties with that. But I did. It's but, the basic gist: is he lights up the Christmas tree, blah blah blah. Christmas tree gets lit, and then some confetti shoots out because everything needs confetti uh and that officially starts christmas for the night because in the morning it didn't really happen until right after uh but that being said i mean if you're gonna watch the parade there is a lot of awesome areas to watch it in uh up and down hollywood and you can't go wrong yeah. with a location to view this however i feel like if you truly want to experience the macy's holiday parade you have to be in new york and you have to be right in front of that tree and you i completely agree that ceremony. it was a great experience because then even the rockets stopped right in front of us um, oh, yeah. and did their dance right right, right there and we it, got to see everything and and they take some pictures and it's it's just a really despite my issues with the soundtrack to the parade it, it's a good time it is a good time and i, I think some people do walk away disappointed but at the same time it, it's a parade they don't have to do it at all no it's something with, special going with uh, your expectations level exactly yeah. so um also in the studios uh i'm gonna jump around here but they have two specific shows that go along with everything yes. uh and by that i'm talking about the blues brothers holiday show okay as well as a Barney holiday. Barney? Yeah. Everyone's favorite purple dinosaur? Yeah. Well, we'll start with Barney just because... I just said uh, something. Okay. Did you? About Barney? Yeah. Oh. I must have ignored it. Well, let's start start with Barney. Okay, Barney. Yeah. Uh, so Barney and Baby Bop and BJ, they all come out and yeah. uh, lead the audience in a sing-along of holiday classics, including... <laughs> Jingle Bells and Frosty the Snowman. All right. Now, it's, I mean... I think I feel like this is probably geared towards families and kids. Yeah, if the Barney show yeah. creeps you out in general, this is probably not something you want to hit. If you like it, have fun. 
Okay. Uh, I think a better example of the holidays and in Universal Orlando is the uh, the Blues Brother holiday show. Sure. So the Blues Brothers usually gets a nice crowd coming by. I mean, they they kind of drive their car through the street, and that's the announcement to go over to New York where they're playing on Delaney Street. Mm-hmm. And then they do a, a nice four or five song act, and it's a lot of fun. And you usually get about 40 or 50 people around there watching. In the holidays, they kind of change things up a little bit. Uh, instead of playing their normal set, they'll do stuff like Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Blue Christmas, uh, Run Rudolph Run. Um, and is Aretha then, Franklin there? Yeah, oh, no, it's the same. Okay. Uh, not the Aretha Franklin. It's Aretha Franklin. She's got contract obligations. Oh, I'm sure she does. Um, and hats to wear. And that she's old and she doesn't want to go into <laughs> yeah. Universal Orlando to I'm do sure this. that has something to do with it. Uh, it has a lot to do with it. Okay. But uh, then... Just they also do a little bit of a twist on some of their their classics. So uh, normally they'll do stuff like Jailhouse Rock and Soul Man. However, they get totally crazy and they change it into stuff like Santa Claus Rock instead of Jailhouse Rock. Oh, okay. And well, that's hard of, to figure out. Instead of Soul Man, what do you think they're going to do? Snow Man. Oh yeah, because you're a hey. snow man. There you go. I feel like we could make a complete album of Craig singing out of this show. You can. It'll I'm be really on. glad you're singing so much. It'll be on sale in the Diz store right, for nine ninety five. Nine ninety five. Starting never. Um, so those are both little unique yes. offerings that happen in there. Uh, the the Blues Brother Holiday Show actually works out well because that whole New York area is um, is really decorated well for okay. the holidays. I mean, the entire park yeah. is isn't decorated really well. However, New York is overdone because of the the holiday parade and all that. Uh, and sorry, what's the name of the park again? We're in Universal Studios. Yeah. What? No. What's the name of the the park in New York? Central Park. That that's Herald park. Square. Herald Square. Good lord! What's what happening? What is the name of Herald Square? <laughs> what's the name of the park? I don't so know. So <laughs> what is? So in Herald Square, they'll have uh, stuff set up like they do in Mardi Gras with cocoa and yeah, they have they have stuff roasted around. chestnuts it... and all that stuff. Okay. So it it adds for the atmosphere there where it might lack in other areas of the park besides the balloons being set up. Yeah. Um, the the big thing that really does happen on the weekends, specifically Saturdays. And Sundays in December, usually for only about three weeks, very limited time. Mannheim Steamroller will play concerts starting at around six o'clock. Um, so, giving a couple minutes after the parade's over, okay. then you make yeah. your way over to the stage, uh, the the music sound stage that's right in front of Rip Ride Rocket. And Mannheim Steamroller will put on about an hour concert. This is amazing to me because we grew up listening to their Christmas CDs, yeah. you know, as part of our Christmas music. And the fact that they're putting on a show for free that's included in park admission is a pretty big bonus for me. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. it's it's an amazing show. Um, and I, I've seen them a couple of times. And it's going to kind of seg us, segue us into the next thing we're going to talk yes. about. But the reason why Mannheim Steamroller comes there in particular is because they have a hand in the Grinch Miss hula day spectacular show which must make Um, them feel so proud so for most people going thinking they're going to hear all Mannheim steamroller hits in this uh this show you're not wrong you're going to hear it you're going to hear you know all your favorites you're going to hear all the favorites that you hear on time life uh tv (laughs) commercials but 
a lot of the show, I would say at least half of the show, is dedicated to replaying the songs that you might have heard earlier in the day when you went to see the Grinchmas Day Spectacular. So half torture, half good music. Yeah. 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 I mean, the real torture comes into whenever it's 90 degrees in December and you're watching the sweating and saying, how can I get in the Christmas spirit watching this? Not by seeing people with prosthetic noses. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the Who's, by the way. Yeah, well, let, let's talk about then. Let's Shall go we? over to Islands okay. Adventures and get into the creepiest time of the year. I hated this. Grinchmas. Hated this. The, for, for your reasons, though. No, I thought they were horrifying looking. All right, so you've got Grinchmas. You hate it for other reasons? I enjoy Grinchmas. Okay. No, so first let's talk about the show. We have the show Grinchmas Day. Holiday Spectacular. Yes. Come on, get it right if you're going to say Holiday Spectacular. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And basically, they retell the story of how the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah. Not the one that we grew up and loved. I, uh, uh, I will argue that it's a okay. weird mixture in between the Ron Howard movie starring Jim Carrey yeah. and the one we love. The one we love. It's a strange <laughs> mixture of it. It doesn't work all the time, but it is a retelling of it. Exactly. And it's live singing, live characters. Yeah. The Grinch is there. You're going to hear your favorite Grinch songs like You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, and Where Are You Christmas? Where Are You Christmas by Faith Hill. Sung by a Cindy Lou Who, who is no more than 32. <laughs> She's very old. She's long in the tooth <laughs> for a Cindy Lou Who. Let's just say that. <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> I don't know why that's making me laugh so much. So uh, it, it is... It's it's a very popular show. Yes. Um, Grinchmas in general is kind of isolated to Seuss Landing in that every inch of Seuss Landing is decorated for the holidays, which is really nice. Um, yeah, it is nice decoration-wise. It, yeah, and Sean's problem is that the Who's all walk around and they're they the streetmosphere characters. Yeah. And, and they're horrifying looking. They not only have fake noses, but they have these huge fake prosthetic snouts. Yeah. That upturn their nose and it's just like, it's so weird. Like you can see the seam on where it touches their skin and it just looks so weird. Exactly like you would see in the Ron Howard movie. Um, yeah. But they're, they're all walking around and it's, it's really well decorated. That has to be said. It's amazing. Yeah, no, I completely agree area. with the decorations. And the show is very popular. You need to get there probably at least on busy days, I would say 45 minutes to an hour in advance on slower days, half an hour or less. Um, usually I typically had to wait on average about 20 minutes for the show anytime i've seen okay. it um in the show's about 27 minutes long and like i said it goes through the retelling you have a narrator who tells the whole story and it's all live action all live singing which is refreshing it is compared to they could just use a the recordings they could use the recordings. yeah there's not live music it is the recordings of Mannheim steamroller but they did the entire score for the show and then there's the yeah. live singing with it and i mean you'll you'll have times where you have dud actors that aren't as good but then you'll have times where you have really good talent in that show singing exactly um so i i i think it's definitely something to try if you're afraid of the who's sit sit in the back <laughs> which i did and <laughs> enjoy the music for what it is if you can enjoy a little bit off key singing of where are you christmas yeah not quite on i the don't faith think you're hill going level. in there expecting faith hill yeah well, the national treasure of faith hill but we should expect that the yeah. best part of the show is actually uh max the um the 
the dog that is in the the Grinch tail. They actually get a real it's dog. It's a real dog. From animal actors. Yeah. That looks like Max and he's always adorable and he rides out on the sled with the Grinch at the end. He's and, so cute. And yeah. everyone just wants to go insane and try to steal the dog. But it, that's that's my favorite part of the show by far. Um but Grinchmas just doesn't end with the holiday spectacular. It doesn't. It also there's a Grinch and Friends character breakfast. So if you're afraid of the Grinch and but love the pancakes, <laughs> but you love pancakes, you have a you hard have, decision to make. You do. You have to choose if you're going to sacrifice some creepy gatherings from the Grinch and his friends, yeah. or if you're going to enjoy your character breakfast. But uh, um, I haven't done this, but you have. I, I have. You haven't, but uh, we, we know of it. We've we've seen videos and everything. We have friends that have done it. Yeah. The, well, there's the unplugged did it in yes, the past. We have a video. And, yeah, that's true. Um, Essentially, there is a full character Jim Carrey impersonator, yeah, Grinch that walks around and torments you as you eat your snossages. Yes. So, so if you if that's your kind of thing, do you have any pictures of the Grinch to um, actually show? Let me see. Yeah, I, I should all. actually because I, I feel like a big part of this is not under you. You have to understand how creepy he actually He's is. He's horrible looking. So if if you want to actually interact with that guy whenever you're eating your breakfast, then by all means, go ahead and do it. No, I, I've never heard any <laughs> bad things about this breakfast. No, I think it is what it is. Um, I think people like it, but... No, it's, it's a very popular thing. You need to have reservations far in advance. It's suggested. Yes. Um, there are several seatings for it throughout the day. The times vary depending on what year it is. But uh, overall, I think Grinchmas is just... It, it takes over that island so much that they don't really need to offer that much else okay. in Islands of Adventure. However, sure. they do. Um, so I, I just have to mention, in The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, yes. they decorate some of the doors, and you, they'll put wreaths on you them. You said there were wreaths, yeah. Yeah, so like in Ollivander's, they'll hang a wreath on the door and some of the candy shops and stuff. Uh, I know it's been a big thing that people in The Wizarding World want to wear their scarves and their gloves, even on days whenever you don't need it, but just to get that feeling that it's actually more Christmas-like in there. Sure, yeah. They, they want to have that kind of atmosphere, and uh, uh, I, I think it would be great if one day they can get to that level where they can celebrate Christmas more, but despite that, in terms of Islands of Adventure, there's not really a lot not else. Much. Just because there's not a lot they could do for Christmas there. It's not a Christmassy park in general. I, I disagree with, with Hogsmeade because I feel like that land in particular really lends itself to that kind of environment because there's already snow on the on the roofs. No, I, do, you th do you think there's room to do more than just wreaths? Do no, you think I, they, I absolutely yeah. do. I think that they could even switch over some of the music themes to exactly. John Williams' Christmas themes that he scored for Harry oh, Potter. I feel like that's a missed opportunity, yeah. I, I, I think that absolutely should happen. Yeah. Um, however, it doesn't, but I meant more in the sense of like, how do you celebrate well, a very merry Jurassic Christmas? Or, or, or Port of Entry or Marvel. Like, well, there's Well, Marvel and Toon Lagoon. Yeah. Obviously, that totally would be good. difficult. Um, You're right. Port Lost of Entry. Continent, but Port of Entry, Port of Entry does they have do it. have the Christmas store. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, that's something that's actually open year-round, though, so we can't really yeah. say that. But, uh, I mean, it's kind of like at Downtown Disney. You have the Christmas shop that's open year-round. Port of Entry has its Christmas shop. Yeah. That if you want your Betty Boop name ornament any time of the year... That's where you're that's gonna go. Right. That's the place to go. And uh, it, it is a nice shop, though. Yeah. And it's good that they do offer that year-round. And I think in Port of Entry, it does fit in. Because a lot of people, uh, it, that's a whole other segment in itself. People misunderstanding Port of Entry for just being some weird way. But for those who have cruised 
and seen a port you get off on mm-hmm. that is this is an exact representation although albeit old scaled and stuff but just yeah. random shops and eateries all around less and, people screaming at you oh yeah definitely but and, i agree with what you're, you're wait saying. do you mean if you stop on a cruise line there's a lot port? less people in st martin yelling at you than there are at port of entry i don't know it's <laughs> it's basically equal no there's I, a lot of yelling in both there's a lot of yelling um but no the christmas shop is wonderfully done it's someplace you can go year round and if you're looking for christmas decorations you can't find it anywhere else uh sure check out the christmas shop Go there should we talk about the resorts a little bit yeah let's talk about okay those. so Similar to the way Disney does, especially their deluxe resorts, but also their moderates and their 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 value resorts, they usually decorate. Um, yeah, they put decorations out, especially a tree, you know, some lights that they put up at the resort. Uh, Universal does the same thing. So I know Portofino, uh, they do. They have Santa. Yeah, you can go meet Santa. Uh, they have a holiday dive in movie at the pool, which yeah. I think is cool. It is, and yeah. that's something that I think will be uh, transferred over into Cabana Bay. Uh, I would hope so. this holiday yeah. season because they already do a movie beside the pool. So I think it would make totally sense to, i would love for them to do some uh, cool retro oh yeah movies like that. especially like 50s holiday 50s, movies exactly. like i would want to see yeah. uh, it's a wonderful life and uh oh, yeah even even going earlier going into white christmas that's a lot of, earlier yeah. but yeah that'd be great but uh and then at hard rock they yeah. do some holiday buffets and uh d- different dining options like yeah. that they also offer hanukkah candle lightings it, great that's your thing and uh nothing wrong with that and then if we're gonna extend the holidays which yeah. technically it's still a part of the holidays they also do a new year's eve party with a balloon drop there i think that's really cool it is yeah no i mean i don't know a lot of places that do that actually at resorts themselves yeah i completely agree i would love to and we already talked about cabana a little bit but how cool would it be to have a like 1960s themed new year's party at cabana it would remind me of forrest gump whenever forrest gump and <laughs> lieutenant danner in the bar and they're watching the ball drop, and there's yeah, just yeah. a lot of sadness. There is a lot of sadness. Well, hopefully it would be a little different than that. Hopefully. Yeah. But uh, I'm not taking any chances on that. And, uh, at Royal Pacific, you can also see Santa there. There's some cookie decorating, Hanukkah candle lightings, and then uh, a tree lighting there, which inevitably is going to end up being a palm tree because it's Royal Pacific. Royal Pacific, yeah. Nah, it's a real tree. Maybe. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Um, but then to just wrap it up, uh, I want to talk a little bit about CityWalk because yes, we already hit on Hard Rock that they have a New Year's Eve party. CityWalk doesn't really do much in terms of Christmas. Okay. However, they do have a New Year's Eve party. So uh, in the past, there was always on New Year's Eve, they did a headlining ban. So, I mean, we're talking the Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Whoa. Uh, three Doors Down. Oh, my God. Uh, These names. No, I, I think Three Doors Down actually did do it. Okay. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy didn't. But uh, oh. we're, we're talking about a mid-level band that was popular in the early 2000s. Would, sure. Would headline an act there. This and is that a hard ticket of the event? party. Is this a hard ticket yeah. event or is it open? Absolutely. Okay. Hard ticket. Uh, last year, they kind of changed it up and did Eve 12, 31, 13. Okay. Pretty intense name. Yeah. Um, and what I think they it's, did, it's based off of a movie with George Clooney and Robert Rodriguez. Absolutely. Yeah. So what they did there was uh, unlimited gourmet cuisine. Unlimited. And uh, we're talking about filet mignon. Lobster was available. So Jeez, unlimited. How much is this? It was $99 okay. if you bought it ahead of time. And then I believe like a week before, if you bought it up until that night, it was then like 120 Oh, okay. So very expensive. Yeah. And, then they also had six party zones located out all throughout with the clubs, and the clubs were each offering signature drinks. I don't believe these were 
in the price. Honestly, it sounds like it's not if it, if there's a concert involved. Too. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there was. Um, there wasn't a concert involved in this one. However, they had DJs at each of the clubs, specialty DJs. Yeah. Then yeah. they had a huge dance, huge floor, dance floor, and then you did get champagne at midnight, and, and that they would did be included. A big toast, yeah. and that was included. That's pretty cool. So it's not something I've done. I usually on New Year's I try to have better plans. Um, well, I don't want to say that that would be bad plans, but I yeah. usually try to involve my plans with watching fireworks somewhere. Okay. Uh, that's that's how You're I right. celebrate would not New Year's include, anymore. These would, this would not include fireworks. You don't get fireworks. Yeah. I mean, the the studios will shoot off some fireworks, but it's not going to be it's not going to be great. Um, so I, it is something to do on New Year's sure. if that's what you're looking for. I think this would be a, a very big party atmosphere. Yeah. I would uh, imagine uh, if you're staying at a resort close by, this would be a cool option to go to City Walk, kind of party the night, you know, and eat all the food and unlimited lobster, then go pass out. Exactly. Yeah. So I can't speak for anyone else saying if this is what they would want to do. It's not something I would personally want to do, but it is an option for those looking for something different to celebrate sure. New Year's if you yeah. might want to completely binge eat and then also spend a lot of money on alcohol. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with uh, ringing with, in the new year that way. Nothing wrong with either. Yeah. But uh, in, in terms of the holidays at Universal, before we uh, start to wrap things up here, sure. I just want your general idea on it. Uh, what for or against the holidays at Universal? What's what's your official stance on it? Well, I don't think it, I don't think I could say I'm against the holidays yeah. at Universal. I think that they do a good job. I think there's areas for improvement. Yeah. Um, but I think in addition to what a lot of people would come down to Orlando to see at Disney World. It's it's a nice little kind of addition to that trip. Yep. You would go over, you'd see different things. Like you're not going to see the Macy's or a small section of the Macy's parade at Disney, but come over and experience some of those things. I, I think it's a good good way to kind of change things up if you're really familiar with the way that Disney does their Christmas. A- absolutely, yeah. And I'll even go off on that and say if you've seen Disney Christmas once or twice mm-hmm. and you're looking for something a little different, just yeah. Because I mean, the Christmas party is basically the same every year. The fireworks it are is. the same. The candlelight processional they'll change small parts but it's basically the same if you're looking for something a little different i think it's definitely worth taking one day to try to catch all of oh, yeah. those if you can do it on a, a saturday or a sunday whenever Mannheim steamrollers here that was assuming they come back again this year I, I hope that they do which they've yeah. been here for every year for the past how many years so i'm i'm almost betting all my life that they will but as long as you can see them then I think it's actually it's definitely something that should be seen, and uh, I do too. And I think if you have some kind of bizarre fascination with the Grinch, maybe yeah. make it two days, devote a full day to the Grinch. Every, everyone knows the Grinch story. I mean, it's a big it's a for Christmas people. It's a big part of that. I, I mean, the Jim Carrey version. Uh, shut up. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> no, Jerk. It, Sing it, some more. I, I definitely think it is worth checking out. Uh, I, I wouldn't put it. On the same level as, like, if you love Halloween, you have to see Horror Nights. No, I, if you yeah. love Christmas, you don't necessarily have to hit this. However, I think for people who definitely always do Christmas in Orlando, this is something that they need to give an option. So that yeah. way they actually they round it out completely. I completely agree well. with that. And if you're yeah. staying at Disney, there are obviously tickets that can give you transportation access yeah. over. That, you know, it, it's a really good deal. Get transportation over for the day. Go to the parks, see everything, come back to Disney. doesn't really take that much out of your vacation. Completely um, agree. Yeah. So there's a lot of options on that. But uh, I, I think that's our official stance on Christmas. We are both pro-Christmas. Pro-Christmas. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> and uh, But before we go, we just have one last tip for everyone. Oh. I think it's it's something that we need to leave you guys with. In case you got nothing out of this, uh, for those listening and watching, if, if you feel like 
you've wasted all your time. Yeah. Here is one final tip that might make your lives a lot better. And it's about water. Okay. Am I saying the tip? Do you want to? I can if okay. I might get it wrong, but if I remember correctly, go with it's it. not here. Uh, the tip for water is that you can get free glasses of water or cups of water from the Coke freestyle machines throughout the park. Yeah, absolutely. And at the resorts. So obviously I, I said cup, but I shouldn't have said that, but water will come out of the Coke freestyle machines for free, which I think is cool. Cause it's also filtered water. Yeah. So at Disney, sometimes you got to go up to the quick service, get your water there. And it's kind of a hassle this way. Water just comes right out of those machines. It's filtered good water. So if you have a bottle, bring it with you through the parks and at the hotels and get free water from there. Yeah. So that's our tip good. for you. Okay. Uh, if you, if you want free water and you can't track down a counter service place, Find a Coke freestyle machine. There's yes. several. There's one at Richter's. There's one close to the entrance of the park. Uh, in the Islands of Adventure, there's a bunch all around in Jurassic Park, all over uh, Marvel as well. And yeah. if you want free water, go up to those machines, refresh, stay hydrated, especially in the summertime. It especially gets really Christmas. hot. Especially oh at Everyone's Christmas. so excited running around for Christmas. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But uh, with, with that being said, that's going to wrap us up for this episode of the Diz Unplugged yes. Universal Edition. So thanks for, thanks for sticking with us, guys. And uh, we will be back in about two weeks. Two weeks. With more. With so, more. Thanks. Thanks.